0: finished it and he painted it and he put all these um, Lazy Boys chairs in there, he uh, put 12 Lazy Boy chairs. He caught on sale back then for like $99 each. He brought geez. 12 of them. And
1: what I'm did he like, do 12 chairs for? It was a big room. Awesome, well, let's let's get this started. So, okay. uh, officially welcome James Penix, go by JP. Yes. Um, Senior Associate Director of Recruitment here at Virginia Tech, but also tons of other experience that you, you're bringing in. So, yeah. tell us a little bit about, about you.
0: Ah, I am an interesting person. So I always say <laughs> I am an admissions nerd. Okay. <clears throat> in which I love what I do. Um, I enjoy it so much that I actually get excited each year because you get the opportunity to kind of recruit a whole new class of people. Right. right? So it's a whole different mindset. Um, but I didn't start in admissions. Um, I always okay. say admissions chose me. I did not <laughs> choose admissions. Um, but I love it so much, I think I found my calling. Right, uh, right. I When I graduated college back in 1988, from okay. <clears> Roanoke <throat> College with a mathematics degree. Shout out Roanoke. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I went off into the world of business. So I worked gotcha. in the sales food industry from 88 to really 98 in different okay. roles. But in 98, I always tell people life is going to happen. If you live long enough, things happen in life and things are going to change. And that's when... The, um, this college process really took word for took course for me. Okay, um, okay. Working in the sales in Northern Virginia, um, one of my good friends was assistant basketball coach at Roanoke College. Mm-hmm. The head coach was Paige Moyer, and um, Coach Moria, yep. He was t- um, he, and they they used to come up to Northern Virginia, and I would go to high school basketball games and help recruit for them. And my, my best friend Hillary Scott, who's the head coach at Lynchburg College now, mm-hmm. um, he's like, you know, you're pretty good at this recruiting thing. You ever thought about <laughs> being a coach? I was like, nah, I like, I right. like <laughs> cool, no, I like making money. Coaching is cool, but I like making money. During that time, I think it was two, two three years later, um, I was helping them out. And then um, things happened. I was going through a divorce. Okay. So I started um, helping out with family preservation services in Northern Virginia. Um, so I was a mentor for at-risk students and helping them out and really helping students stay on track. So it all tied together because at the time I was like, I don't want to live in Northern Virginia anymore. Yeah. Rafford University was starting the social work program and Coach Scott was ready to move on. So right. Coach Moyer was like, hey, you can come back to Roanoke, work on your master's at Rafford, and help me coach. Stars are all aligned line for yeah. Coach Moyer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he gets what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> so it lined up and the way it really worked out is, Mike Maxey, who was the vice president for enrollment management back then, okay. um, he wasn't the president, he's the pre- current president, now. Um, he came in on the equation mm-hmm. knowing that you know I was making some good money and I can't afford to just <laughs> drop everything, right? Uh, and decided that they would help pay for my grad school if I coach, and okay. then I had free housing, I lived on campus, right. so I went from making like 60000 a year to making 10000 a year, <laughs> but a full-time yeah. coach... Full time grad student, um, but part of the deal with Mike Maxey and enrollment was I helped out in missions. Gotcha. Okay. For so. fall travel. Now I know what fall travel is. But back uh, then they yeah. say from September until the season started at the end of October, right. you do these college fairs, you know, you take up cards, you have people come visit. Right, right. And that's all we need you to do. And we'll help people. I'm like, that's a great deal. I can yeah. do that. I like, to, you know, I like to travel. I like to talk. Little
1: do you know, you know, <laughs> the,
0: the wheels are turning that road if they're getting what they want. <laughs> so in 2001, everything changed. Um, once again, life changes. Yeah. I graduated with my master's degree in social work. Um, I met my wife in two thousand. We got married in two thousand one. So I got married in I graduated in May two thousand one, gotcha. got uh-huh. married in July seventh, two thousand one, and we had our first child together in November of two thousand one. Wow, okay. So that was a full That's year two thousand one. Yeah. So I think uh, I was
1: I was in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> so it was yeah, the two thousand one was I went from kindergarten to first grade. So yeah, okay. that was a or yeah, something like that. So it was a big year for me, too. Right. You know, I, <laughs> learning times tables. <laughs>
0: well, so that's when I moved over into missions world, from yeah. coaching into yeah. missions, And um, with the promise to tell Mike, i give it a, a couple years, but I ultimately want to go and do um, social work where you work into a um, community right. and, and run a program where I can incorporate sports. With academics. Okay. Because I always found that students to come to the basketball camps, I could get 200 kids to listen to me how to do a defensive stance or shoot a jump shot. Right, right. And then I started incorporating in camps like lessons during like the break periods. So right. You have a 30 minute speaker come in and talk about um, staying in school. Or I was doing admissions, so I would talk about classes you need to be successful with the, to go off to college. Okay. Yeah. It's part of the camp. Right. And parents would be like, oh. And so the parents would come around for those speeches. Right. And it just caused. On, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Sneaking in the life lessons to
1: a sport definitely has some some great impact because you know getting students involved and, and that yep. seems to be the case no matter what age you are. If you're you're involved in something. You know, your your life just goes better because right. you've got a, a connection of people. You're hearing from mentors, so
0: yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It worked out now. Twenty years later, I'm yeah. still in the missions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. when um, back then when um, Mike Max was talking. He was like, you know, you can always do exactly what you want to do from the missions world. Right. You can impact right. lives. Yeah. Um, you can help students get to college, yeah, and you—it's like social work. So you're really doing social work if you do college admissions, and it, you know, and I—that's how I approach college admissions. Yeah, yeah. I'm always meeting people where they're at and helping them to better themselves, advance their career, or get to the next step in life. Right. So it is social work in a sense. Yeah,
1: but you've been at a, a couple different schools now, so right. both big schools and small schools. So can you tell us a little bit about?
0: The difference between you know a big school and a small school and how that's good yeah, for you. Yeah, um, so it started in the admissions world from coaching over into admissions at Roanoke College, right. small school, less than two thousand students, um, private school, um, and then in two thousand ten, I moved over to Rafa University, right. which is a mid-sized school to about ten thousand students. Um, And then uh, as the dean of admissions and AVP, and then in 2017, I went to Ferrum University as the VP of admissions, so back to even a smaller school. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So, and in between there, and I did consultant work, um, helped out at Elizabeth City State University Mm -hmm. for a few months, from the consultant to full-time there, and then came on here um, for the recruitment. But I would say the biggest thing I tell people who ask me, "How how do you enjoy Virginia Tech? And I say, Virginia Tech is awesome. I mean, I say the biggest thing that attracted me um, to Virginia Tech is truly the motto that I may serve. I mean, my whole life I always find that I I truly have this calling to serve people no matter where they're at. it could be, you know, even in my church, it's a lot of times they want to put me in the leadership role, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I just want to help the people. Right, right. You know, I want to bring people to Christ, mm-hmm. right? You right. know, so in a missions world, it's the same thing. I want to help students get a college degree because I am uh, first generation student. Mm-hmm. I'm from a single mom, raised by my mom going to work and my grandma staying at home and the eight kids, yeah. right? So yeah. it's all about. Um, In order to better your life, I always found that education is that one piece um, that can help change the trajectory of a lot of people's lives. Um, So to me, the difference between all the schools, it's really how you approach it. I approach it the same. Like I say, it's about services, social work. It's really impacting lives. Um, But it really comes down to resources. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> but it's Tech, we have the resources from the state, been a land-grant institution, and it's just been the name brand of Virginia Tech. Right. To me, that's what I see the major difference. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. still traveling, or I know Virginia like it's the back of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people that I meet, um, they they appreciate it, um, the idea or the message that I'm bringing in a different way. Right. And a lot of that has to do with the brand of Tech. Yeah. So I yeah. think um, God probably led me here to saying, okay, things that I want you to do that impact peoples lives you have some more resources now that you can do those different things yeah and for me it's not only working into at-risk um, underserved populations but one of the big ones for me is rural recruitment yeah you for know, sure so going into um areas like where I grew up in Amherst County mm-hmm. only one high school yeah <laughs> I, I, I I was looking at your bio before
1: this and I was like where is that <laughs> Where is his hometown what was it um Madison Heights um, right? Madison Heights yeah I was like Madison Heights. I've never heard of that. And so I, like, I Googled Madison Heights. I was like, outside of Lynchburg. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had never, I've never so heard of it. We're
0: right in the middle of Lynchburg and Charlottesville. Gotcha. So you got two yeah. counties in between now Nelson yeah. and Amherst. Gotcha. So we always say Mad Heights. We, we say Mad Heights. We don't even mad get the whole Madison out. It's like, it's just Mad Heights because it's a Mad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that was ultimately the goal for me with education, too, is um, I wanted to just get out. Right. You know, right. everyone I know, when you grow up in small towns, people tend to stay. You know, everybody on every block. Yep. You know, your uncle, your cousin, and everyone is running some type of business for us. It wasn't so much the education piece. Uh, all of my family members, up until me being the first one to go off to college, everyone did manual labor. Right. You know, and, and uh, knock on wood, bless their heart. They all provide for the family to do great, but I knew I can't be. You're not the manual labor type. No, nah, I'm not going on top of the roof. <laughs> yeah. I know how to do it. I've been, but my <laughs> my brother owns a roofing company there, yeah. and everybody knows him. Um, one of them does like plumbing. One of them does other things. So yeah. they, you know they do do a lot of great job. And when I and I have those conversations with students, when I know that academics is not that path, right? I'm like, you can still provide for your family and do a great career being a plumber or heating and air conditioning guy, yeah. electrician, electrician, yeah, yeah, absolutely, welding, any of those things. Yep. Because I know all my family members, I can plug somebody into every right. one of those fields. <laughs> and every time, you know. They would come in and say, hey, I'm um, James, AP, I want you to come go, go with me and help do this. I'm like... I'm going to the basketball court. Or I'm going right. to the library. I'm right.
1: not. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm not getting up on the roof. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: just not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And they used to joke on me all the time because I was the youngest of eight, too. Gotcha. And then um, when I wouldn't do certain things, and I'm like, oh, he's going to the gym again. Oh, <laughs> he's going to the court. It's like, I hope you get a job where you make money because you'll have to pay somebody to, to do this fix stuff. your car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm gonna yeah. have to pay somebody to fix my car because I can't do it. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would say I'm, I'm a pretty similar way. I had uh, i I've, I've learned a couple little things here and there because. I've had some problems with my coolant, but yeah, uh, that's really the extent <laughs> of my my handiwork knowledge. I got to present at Vacro two years, three years ago, two or three years ago, um, with Donnell, actually. And we talked about changing institutions and what that's like. Because he came from uh, the other side of the table where he was in high school counseling. That's right. And then that's came right. over to college counseling, and then I came from Roanoke and Shenandoah, and then to Virginia Tech, and so we talked a little bit about that small school to large school kind of difference. And geez, oh, yeah, the opportunities, like you were saying, the opportunities that Virginia Tech has. This is definitely one of the reasons why I'm here. Right. Um, when I saw that they were hired, I was like, you know, the different opportunities that I can get when I'm here for professional development, yes. for yep. experience-wise. Like, there's just so much yeah. um, that it's it's, and it's played out very well. So, I mean, I got to yeah. present to FACRO, got to go to NACAC. I want oh. this this AP faculty senate. Which <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how much longer I want to be on this. <laughs> you just get to experience uh, and, and to right, take, use it for what you can. That's yeah, what I you, say. yeah, lots of lots of two hour meetings of ah. logistical talk. Right. So it's been interesting. It's been, it's been I learned I've learned a lot. I just don't know. What I'll do with it. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: well, that's something Yeah, you know, I think over the um, my years, I always had like new people come into the business and they always ask them, hey, to say, What's the sustained you? Why are you? Right. <laughs> I remember being at a NACA conference yeah. and speaking um, on just that. You know, when I was, I think I was saying like 10 or 12 years and it was like a new council. He may have been in yeah. like two years and he's like, I just don't understand it. How can you be in this for um, more than 10 years? Yeah. And, I, and it's always take advantage of the opportunity. That's my biggest piece of advice for new people coming into the business. Because 20 years ago, it wasn't seen as the greatest career path. Right. Where now you find people graduate college and they know this is the career path they want to take. Right. Like you see a lot of people getting their degrees because they want to do either high school counseling or they want to do college counseling. Right. So you can there's degrees set up. To, do, to go do that. Yeah, to do enrollment management now. In the um, 2000s, it wasn't enrollment management. It was just right. called admissions, right? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas enrollment management is a combination of missions, financial aid, the whole process. And, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. When, you, when you're when kind of growing in the business, you take advantage of learning different parts of it. Yeah. Because if you're going to stay in it, and I feel like career-wise, you want to make sure you understand it. You don't have to know it all. I don't have to be the subject matter expert on international recruitment right, or right. or um, transfer recruitment or diversity recruitment yeah. but I should know enough about each one though as I move into the next level I'm able to manage the group who's doing each one of those right you know right. so management part of it is what I think over the years I always been one of those who just took advantage of opportunities right um, I, and I give some of that to Mike because when I walk through the door I uh, at Roanoke, and they had an enrollment management team that was outside of admissions. <laughs> right. So it would be other people around campus. Now I realize it's like your are enrollment managing VPs. And I was the only person as assistant director in on that meeting. Okay. So Mike took me, the director for financial aid, and then it was the dean of the college. It was the institutional research person. Yeah. It was three or four more people around the table because he liked the way my mind Right. when I first came through the door. I had pretty much all of Virginia travel when I right. went, when I started in the mission. So I had everything about Southwest Virginia. I didn't have the local part or anything going to the Southwest. Gotcha. Now, anything going North, the Shenandoah Valley, yeah. Charlottesville, Richmond, Tidewater, Northern Virginia, I had all of it. Yeah. Right. And I would do it in 10 weeks. And then um, Mike was like, well, we probably want to cut. But I had it so strategic that I was making up my own spreadsheets before we was doing it in the system and I right. was like every school in my mind from a sales perspective is if I visit school we should get one kid from that school that's right. all I was thinking Right. every right. school I visit so I visit like a return hundred, on investment that, Yeah. I visit like 150 schools within the first two to three yeah. years it's like every 150 visits every year and they was yeah. like how are you doing 150 and I was like isn't everyone else doing it Yeah. but I wasn't <laughs> thinking about everyone else in the office that way they start putting all these together and then right. people coming like oh I did 80 visits I saw this one I was like eighty. Yeah. How many weeks out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I could go back and pull those numbers now and just see how year three we would cut off like the Shenandoah Valley and right. we had a new council position. Gotcha. Year four or five, we cut off Richmond. And I just kept the other ones while right. I was still getting the same number because I was adding schools each time. Right. So I always joke that um from my time being in the missions, we added two more counselors at Roanoke mm-hmm. because I cut off Virginia. Like, Tidewater, <laughs> Richmond became one territory. The Shenandoah became one territory. Right. When I had both of those. So now yeah. it's like three, So I think even four people doing all the territories I did with one. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But I was still getting like 125 deposits out of each one, out right. of the whole area. The area. You know, and each time I was like, oh, we can get more if we just spend more time yeah, in the area. Yep, yep. Put and more effort into it, yep. But Mike used to enjoy that coming into the meeting, and then I could show data. Right back yeah. then, I was just showing data. I'm like, "This would yeah. make sense," because I think a lot of times people were just discussing it, but they wasn't doing it. Right, and I'm always like, "Oh yeah, I like to discuss it, but then I want to see the Let's results." Let's see what's yeah. Let's yeah. see if it's actually working. Let's see if if it's worth our time to keep doing yeah. doing this. Yeah. But I was going down that path because. From that experience and then picking up uh, each time I was like, Oh, I wanna learn about the transfer trial um, right. t- recruitment. I wanna learn about international recruitment. Yeah. So in the midst of doing my territory, I would still pick up another project like we tend to do now and give people different projects. Little yeah, little um, side gigs. You know, and yeah. learn each yeah. one of them. And then um, one time I had to do the whole communications plan or I had the tour guides <laughs> one year. And I just remember the tour guides one year was they was like, I don't know how you're gonna do that, but we need someone to take it over. And I just went to the um to the cafeteria mm-hmm. And I just, for breakfast and lunch, Mm -hmm. I would go to the cafeteria. Within a week, I filled up all the tour guides. Cause I pretty much interviewed you while I was sitting down at the table. Yeah, you know, I remember recruiting some of the kids, and then other people would I say, like, "Who are these kids?" And they would tell me about someone. I ended up hiring a bunch of athletes. Yeah. and a bunch of people from the New England area because I figured it was where the students come yeah, from. Yeah, you want to you want to match you know who I, you're who you're trying to recruit. Yeah. yeah, so I would say each time when you learn something like that, you can add it into your next step, and right. I think that probably helped me get a lot of jobs to that. Yeah, you know. Probably in those time, I may not have had the opportunity like going to Raffit. I thought that um, I wanted to not only understand the private school sector, but the public school sector yeah. as I yeah. move up, and that was a big learning experience. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. was, and then you got to have success at everywhere you go. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. They well, you can do it. all that, but you gotta like people not know. gonna hire a
1: losing coach. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's very fair. Yeah, absolutely, and. I've I've gotten some good experience both with Shenandoah and with Virginia Tech. And at Shenandoah, my territory was like, I guess, the eastern north northeast yeah eastern Virginia. So I had Richmond all the way over so yeah yeah, all the way to Tidewater. So I had you know Stafford County, Richmond, I had Tidewater, Virginia Beach, Newport News, all that. And so, um, and now with with Tech, I get to Loudoun County areas, Mm -hmm. and so. I've had just about every part of Virginia now except for Southwest again. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> um, but I'll get down there eventually, so we'll, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been going really well, and I've had my little side projects. So, uh, everyone, hopefully, who's listening to this was on our Facebook Lives um, yeah, it been great. last week and the week before. And so um, we'll get some social media going and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, eventually um, I told Don Allen Pager that I'd, I'd help out a little bit with the diversity team, too. Um, and so I helped a little bit with fall visitation this year uh, and, and just did check-ins, but right, um, right. we'll see. We'll see how, what, what else gets added, you know? Oh, yeah, about the transfer team, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Forgot you, about you, that.
0: But you don't realize you just gain an experience. Right, but right. You gain a lot of big experiences along those lines, and to me... You know everything from social media to all of it. I mean, it is part of social work. Right. Yes. Yeah. In order to help someone understand about the college admissions process, or to kind of uh, just to get college in their mindset. Yeah. You have to yeah. meet them where they're at. That's what social work can tell you. You know, you meet people where they're at. You need yep. to help them, or you decide to lead them a different path. Right. 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 But you, if you're in a rut, and I was, and that's kind of the worst end of thinking about social work. I gotta make that situation better. Right. And college can do that for him. But some yeah. people, you know, it's just a matter of connecting them to the right resources. Right. You know, so the families that we meet who truly have the resources and know that college is the next step, they may not understand the Virginia tech process. Right.
1: What is something that maybe you wish that you knew at the beginning of your career that you know now? Like if you could go tell yourself something in the past, what would it be? Wow. That's a good question.
0: Wow. Hmm, something. Um, and this is
1: the, uh, Virginia Tech. Admission accomplished. We got to get to the bottom <laughs> of it. You know.
0: <laughs> um. Well, I, I think um, I um I was older when I started in admissions. Right. Right. So I had worked ten years before in, yeah in, in the sales world. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't like coming out of college twenty two. Yeah. You know, I was thirty two coming into right. Emissions. Or right. thirty. I was actually thirties so, um coming into admissions. Um. So I. I mean, most of the things I I knew I had great work ethic, you know, if anything, I was just, I'm always been competitive. Yeah. So I approached it that way where I think sometimes people come in, they, they want to just learn the school organization. Right. And then just get through travel season where I, off the bat, like I say, why Mike wanted me to go to those meetings because I were already planning out. Right. Because I was used to doing sales where I had to do so many stops during the day. And I right. was doing like 10 or 15 yeah, stops. To track it. Yeah. 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 Right. You know, so to me, I'm like, okay, really? Only three? is what yeah. they say. I'm like, so I was doing like five, six, some places. Yeah. I like get the top. I water. I did six. Couple of times I did seven in a day. You know, and people like, "Are you crazy?" I'm like. Well, I'm working from, I'm so used to, in the sales world, I was getting up at six in Northern Virginia. Right. And I'm working to two or three. Right. So if I come in office, I'm working from eight to five. Right. So I felt like I was cheating if I only did like three things in the morning, then and I wait for a fair at night. I right. Was like, what am I doing in the middle of the day? The so between, and, yeah. But that's always been my mindset. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I think I had other skills. From the sales world, I was also in the military. Yeah. So I yep. yep. eight yep. years in the Naval Reserve. So that's an attitude that you always up early. Yeah. Always yeah. (laughs) prepared (laughs) so applying that and then the sports world just the competitive end of it Um, um, you know oh I I guess there's one thing I wish I had started my masters earlier gotcha I wish I had started it um before coming back, yeah. right, and then right. started a doctorate program after I did the master. Just go right. straight into it, yeah, but, yeah. You know, that life happens. Yep, yep. At that point, I was right. having kids yeah. and <laughs> I have to pay bills. Right, and there's all a lot everything. more going on than yeah. just just the program. Yeah, but I would say, um, you know, because education, one thing you learn by working in higher education. Higher education respects education. Yeah, you know, yeah. so in order to get the next step, they want to know what you're doing within education. So right. just staying more informed in that sense. Um, that may have been something when I first got into missions world, I wish I had done more of. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah I did, because I did a lot of presentations. You know, sometimes I sometime say I got um, burnt out from doing college, conferences, because yeah, everybody yeah. wanted you to present, wanted me to present, and I'm thinking like, no, nah, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> enjoy it. Right. <laughs> just want to, like, yeah. sit back and, and, and learn and... I'm definitely in
1: my conference presentation mode. I'm like, all right, what's the next conference I'm about to right. present at? Um, so we'll see what next up is. I haven't gotten involved with, like, ACRO or um, what's our... our NACAC. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, our local NACAC. Like, uh, PACAC. With, yeah, PACACAC. Like, PACACAC PACAC, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't gotten involved in our, in our ACAC. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that'll probably be something I, I look towards um, as I'm finishing my master's. I'll let yeah. myself breathe a little bit here as we... Plan a wedding, look for a house, finish a master's. See, you know? life happens. Yeah. <laughs> when I
0: say life happens, yeah. it's gonna constantly something come at you. Yeah. Another thing I wish I'd done more of is the international recruitment. Yeah. When I got to firm we was push making a big effort towards international recruitment. So I did Canada two years. Okay. And that's the most international recruitment I've done. That's something I wish I'd done more of early on in my career. Especially, yeah. you know, with Roanoke and Rafa, I wish I'd done more of the international travel. Right. Which I was always so focused on, the domestic travel and breaking into new territories and stuff like that. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. That's fair. I, that's one thing that I probably wouldn't want to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Now I wouldn't want to do it, but right. early on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, um, I, so I did start admissions right after college. but. my. I graduated in twenty seventeen and started working at Shenandoah in twenty seventeen. Um and so I turned it was funny, so my birthday is July thirtieth and my first day at Shenandoah was July thirty first. <laughs> and so I turned twenty two the day before I started work. Um on that Sunday and I was just moving in like it was just a moving day. Right. right. Um, and I was like, Well it's twenty two, so it's not <laughs> you know, so that's twenty-one. Um and so I started working at Shenandoah and, and going here and so um Let's see, let me. Our, this is our last uh admissions type question, and we'll, we'll talk about travel season, okay. Thanksgiving plans, things like that. Um, but did you have any mentors
0: along the way, um, throughout your years? Yeah, I still think Michael Maxi is yeah. probably my biggest mentor. Yeah, you know, no matter, um, at when I was at Roanoke, you could always go into his office and ask questions, right? And, like I said, I had a lot more pointed questions like yeah. the university <laughs> at Roanoke and all those things, and we would have some really great conversations. Yeah. And then each time I chose a different um, school or I was being recruited, like mm. especially with Rafford. Mm. Rafford, because everybody thought I'd never leave Roanoke right. back then. so um, I remember when um, Stephen Ape, who was the VP at Rafford at the time, was um, asking me about um, – the position there, mm-hmm. the dean of admissions position there, and he was saying, okay, because um, I was the director at Roanoke at the time, right? It's like, um, we have the director slash dean of admissions position, and we're looking, f- who, in who you have some associate directors on your staff that you would recommend, you know, so <laughs> I gave him, like, Pete Colbert, Nelson Davis, who was yep. working for me, and stuff like that, and I remember him coming back and saying, um, well, we talked to him, but, um, you know, it was like three months later, we really want you. Yeah. yeah. It's like, really? What? <laughs> Stop beating was, around the bush. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I went to tell, talk to Mike about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Mike, what you think about it? And we, we he was on the same page, I think. And he's like, ideally, as you move up into positions, um, you think about what's going to make you more marketable. Right. And the public-private was ideal. So if any VP came open, it's you can pick and choose what right. you experience. You learn different ways. Right. Right. So um, Mike was always there. And even when I took the VP at Ferrum, I went, I didn't go to my boss <laughs> <laughs> at Rafford. I went back to Roanoke right to and <laughs> sat down in Mike's office yeah. and talked about these other options. And he said, Well, you might want to have that conversation. So I went back and talked to the president at mm. Rafford. So okay. it was him and Mike that helped me make the final decision. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I turned it down like twice. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I turned it down <laughs> twice. And I was like, No, I don't think I really had to move. You know, yeah. it's like, at the end of a cycle, we had a great recruitment year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they came back So, oh, we really, you know, Virginia, we really want to expand. So I yeah. took all that to Mike, and, and he helped me with the contract. I call it the, um, not, what is it, the um, negotiation. Mm-hmm. You know, So you have to understand yeah. contract negotiations. That's right. what I was looking for. Right. Um, and the president at President Hemphill, who's now an ODU, mm-hmm. we had the same type of conversation. So I would say right. them two reminded me each other. Gotcha. Okay. Because you know, can talk to them about business enrollment management, what's going on in the marketplace, but personal things when you're dealing with things, I think I probably opened up more to Mike and then those few years, Doctor Hempel, than anyone in my career right. path. Right. Right. So those two have been really good. Like I could call I could call now, I could call Doctor Hempel. Even at ODU, and say, "Hey, I'm gonna be in town. You have a few minutes. We can we sit down Chat, and talk." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's that type of person too. Who is the president at Redford now? they're is in the process of looking, right.
1: Okay. I don't think they because I think Hemp Hill I spoke to a while back actually, um, a couple of years ago. I think it was because he was at Redford. Was he at Redford like two or so years ago? Yep. Yeah. Like yep. So he served what five years there, something like okay. that. Um, I actually just reached out to him and I was like, "Hey." Uh, I'm just getting started in you know admissions world and just noticed your resume. I just wanted to see if you had any advice for me, and so called them up and we had a, we had a good conversation for like about an hour. Yeah, um, yeah. Just about higher education, his track and yep. and all that stuff while he was at. He did room, so.
0: enrollment too, right, at, right? Out in Illinois, and that's what I always was yeah. impressed with. He him.
1: bounced around a, a, like he's he's seen a lot of different types of institutions, yeah. Yep. Um, and so that was cool getting to kind of hear his perspective on on things, and that was. Uh, that was right when COVID was real bad yeah. and shutting down schools. And so I was like, you're probably a little stressed out.
0: <laughs> you know what was amazing about him more than anyone? Only other person I thought was close was Dr. Garen, who was the president at Lynchburg, but he was mm-hmm. my Kaplan's teacher in college. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Because him and. Uh, President Max your friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: He was the provost that Roanoke up when Mike was the uh, enrollment guy. So they gotcha. started in the same cabinet together. Yeah, But I would, spend, yeah. I would say Mike's been my um, number one mentor. Yeah. And, and then in the last few years, it's been a lot with Dr. Hemphill and Kitty McCarthy. She was okay. the VP my last year at Rafford. Okay. But the whole time at Ferrum and... Transitioning here, I mean, I've been constant She lives up in Syracuse. Works for Syracuse gotcha. now. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Mario went to get, has got his master's at Syracuse. It's really uh, yep, yep. All right, kind of pivoting a little bit. Um, let's let's talk about Thanksgiving coming up. Any any big plans? Any any travel plans? What, what we,
0: do we do? Actually, no. This is the okay. first time we usually go to South Carolina. My okay. wife's from Aiken, South Carolina, yep. so we usually dare for at least three or four days. I think this is this year and last
1: year, the first, like, two years where I've been, like, truly busy in life, you know, because right. um, getting out of college and everything, you know, as a, as a young professional, you're busy, but, I mean, you still have time to, you know, do stuff and yeah. everything, but now I'm like, oh, okay, so this is what an adult's actually like, I'm, I'm paying bills, <laughs> I'm planning stuff, I got a wedding, I'm... Gotta, right. The house has to be cleaned. I got to do all this stuff. And so now I'm like, okay, so. And somebody
0: want to go meet for something. Right. So put that on the calendar. You know, right. I do if I have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to hang
1: out this weekend? I'm like, you got to book me in advance. I can't yeah. ask you to hang out this weekend. I right. got too much stuff. I'm, I'm booked through January, you right. know. So, right. Right. Um, it's, it's definitely been interesting kind of kind of getting into that kind of adulthood. Um, but but anyway
0: but now I mean this this year because both our youngest one's a freshman here at Virginia Tech Jordan mm-hmm. and then one's a sophomore oh, yeah. Yeah. at VCU Jamie and they both came home what Saturday yeah. And um, my wife had a Delta convention in Atlanta, <laughs> but it was virtual, so she oh, okay. realized that she, she shouldn't be moved, going anywhere because it lasts till tomorrow. Probably. Right, right. They last a long time. It's like yeah. five days, Friday <laughs> to Tuesday. Goodness. So she, she told us on Friday when I went home that, yeah. oh, we're not going till South Carolina on Sunday. And I'm like, oh, really? Because um, we usually go Sunday until like Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Gotcha. Um, or we'll leave like Tuesday when the boys was in high school or school, we would leave after they get out of class halfway on Tuesday right. and stay until Friday or Saturday. Right. Um, uh, so I said, do you want to go Tuesday? She's like, no, they, you know, they, they haven't been home, so they want to sleep in their bed and be bums the whole week, so we allow on them to do that. Yeah, okay. So... We have to put a meal together now. And that's yeah. all that
1: means. So, some, yeah. Someone else
0: was not cooking. Right, you know, yeah. So. It's, it's, it's all at home now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they have big boys too now. So really? <laughs> got a big, a big grocery bill coming this week. Yeah, yeah. They like to eat. Um,
1: so this year we're just going to Charlotte, North Carolina. That's um, where my grandma is. And so we'll do Thanksgiving there and probably, probably Christmas there too. But, um, yeah, it's, we'll, we'll leave Wednesday and come back Friday um, and just have the weekend
0: to just chill and, yeah, and recuperate up. from right. all the craziness that family brings with it.
1: Absolutely,
0: you Absolutely. you learn as you get older. It's like certain times you don't want to be with the whole family. You yeah. know, I like to deal with them I'm on my own time. Right, right, like, right. I, I think I grew up with with a big family, so I know yeah. it, you know with eight of us, and I think it was like always eight to nine aunts and uncles with so, so many cousins yeah. so yeah. you know like a family cookout was, the yard is packed right and then as you got older you know we didn't do like the big Christmas dinners or Thanksgiving dinners because it was too many of us right we shifts yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and yeah. then you'd move yeah. around to other people's houses I was like I can't wouldn't do that now because yeah. it's just crazy yeah it's, yeah. it's crazy but
1: any, uh, any last thoughts you'd like to leave with the audience um, any advice you want to give Any anything want to say before heading out
0: uh, I mean I I just think um Virginia Tech is at a great place right now right right I mean it's it's good to see that uh, as people think about um, opportunities for college Virginia Tech is just like a great option for students it's yeah. um, I, granted had only been here like four Five months now, four <laughs> months now, but knowing the marketplace of Virginia, just to see where Tech has gone over the years, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good, uh, it's at a great place, yeah. you know. So um, with way um, college going rates and affordabilities, um, people realize that you know no matter what program you're looking for, Virginia Tech. The atmosphere is, is crazy fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just when you go out and talk to families and talk to students just about the place, it's it's, it's just in a great place no matter what you're looking for. Yeah. So I, I, I do tell families that you want to make sure that as you're getting down to your um, your, your opportunities or your colleges mm-hmm. that you at least do a visit, right? right. right. To me, right. That you owe it to yourself to do a visit to see if it's going to be an option for you. Right, so, yeah, yeah.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, well be my thing. <laughs> I completely agree. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, and thank you to our listeners, of course, as usual. Um, and have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you back again in December. We've got some transfer episodes lined up for you. So if you're a transfer student out there, be on the lookout for those uh, December episodes. Thanks. All right. Have a good one. <laughs>